Do you believe there's a plot to dumb people down to better control them? This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you to the Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. Now, I asked that question for a purpose. We'll be talking about that a bit today. Do you believe there's a plot to dumb people down? Well, I really believe there is. In fact, I see it in our public education system, not just here in the United States, but in all the Western world. There is a move afoot to alter history, take history out of the equation, real history, substitute phony history, feelings. I've said it before, I've met too many high school graduates over the past seven or eight years that literally couldn't get out of the fourth grade where I came from. Not with much of the knowledge that they have. We are graduating kids each and every year from the public school system that oftentimes are functionally illiterate, historically devoid of any usable knowledge. And as the saying goes, those that do not know history are doomed to repeat it. I think it's all by design. We have been dumbing down children in school for decades, and each year it gets slightly worse. Now, when I graduated high school and went on to college way back in the Stone Ages, running around in my Flintstone mobile, you had to pass certain subjects, and you really had to pass them. There was no sliding scale. There was no being pushed through. You either did it, or you repeated the class, or you did summer school, but you were not going to be just socially promoted forward. And I can remember a few times along the way being concerned about some final exams. There were, there were basically standards and expectations. But those have disappeared. And now it's all about an equality outcome, meaning everybody... Everybody wins. We've done it with sports for kids. We've done it in so many places where everybody gets a trophy just for showing up or even not showing up. You still you still get the trophy. This radio program is not here just to give you news. It's not here just to give you a handful of viewpoints, but is to analyze many of the news stories that just kind of run by you and look at them from a uniquely Judeo-Christian perspective and a very biblical worldview. Because many of the issues we face today have a spiritual root that needs to be addressed. When we started this radio program on a daily basis, about three years and three months ago, now we have been doing this program prior for about, oh, I don't know, almost uh, five years as a weekend-only radio program. Started in 2015 as just on the weekends, on shortwave. And it was a like a news magazine format. And over the years, I, I thought about doing a regular daily radio program. But it wasn't until my eyes were open to the deception early on in the pandemic of 2020 did the impetus to really get involved with doing such a radio program like this became readily apparent. 
And for a number of weeks, I debated, would this program be internet only? Would it be video or just radio? Hard to say. And I toyed around with the idea and prayed about it for a number of weeks. And the name Truth to Ponder came to me. And I decided that would be a a good name for the program. And started to develop a web page and started investigating, okay, is this going to be strictly a podcast or is it going to be on the radio? Well, as many of you know, I'm a big believer in shortwave radio, particularly when tech tyrants can shut you down, uh, the ability to lower you to the bottom of news feeds, making it harder for you to be found. This is called shadow banning. They're not out and out banning you. They're just making you harder and harder to find. You are pushed into the shadows. And I know that that's going to happen over time with this radio program. Anytime you're telling the truth, you are going to definitely get somebody angry. And big tech, with their algorithms, their artificial intelligence... And they're very satanic bent on controlling what you think, do, and say, working hand-in-hand with leftist governments and some of the most evil characters on the face of the earth. They want to suppress what you can freely see and know. And so this program was born. In the three years and a few months that we've been doing Truth to Ponder, we have covered many of the same stories that others cover, And we chose not to cover certain stories for a good reason. We were never sure. If I didn't have a certain level of certainty about a story, I I decided let somebody else deal with it. Because I wanted to build a reputation with Truth to Ponder that we told the truth. I want you to be able to trust who I am, who this program is, And yes, I'm very careful to vet even the guests that I bring on the program to make sure that what they're about to share with you is something you can really use. I want to also take a moment now. This this has been a difficult week for me. This program is pre-recorded, And if you're hearing it, that means everything's going pretty much according to plan. I had surgery on Tuesday, which means if you're hearing this, I am home and I am recuperating because there's no substitute program. And so keeping your prayers as we continue this journey with bladder cancer, I am am still encouraged each and every day. And God just says, keep on keeping on with both the radio program and the church and the overall ministry that God has laid in front of me. And so I'm just thankful for all of you, your prayers, your support, your emails of kindness, and yes, even your financial support to keep this radio program on short wave, one of the last frontiers of free speech. Now, in just a moment, I want to bring on the program a guest. And let me tell you how I got this guest. One of my listeners sent me an email with a link to this individual and her radio program as a talk show host. Her name is Karen Schoen, and she lives in the panhandle of of Florida, was a former candidate for the Florida State House, uh, director of the Panhandle Patriots, an advisor to the 
Florida Citizens Alliance. Her life and experience has given her an in-depth understanding about education in particular and how it affects our students, the economy, and our country. Her focus as an educator is connecting the dots. And she also has business and marketing experience that has helped her in putting together the program that she does. So I would like to welcome Karen Schoen to the program today. And thank you for spending some time with me and my audience. And so kind of tell us how you got into doing your radio program. Well, I was really at the beginning of, I'm a baby boomer, senior, and I was a teacher and I lived in New York City. And I began to see what the transition from America into being the best that it could be into being a uh, just a plain old country under world domination of the United Nations. And when that began to happen and I began to see it and I started investigating, I realized that um, they didn't call themselves globalists at that time. Uh, they were just progressive, progressive or left or, uh, you know, that connotation. But everything began to shift from history into social studies mm-hmm. and introduction of uh, sustainability. And to me, it made no sense. And I used to, uh, when I was teaching, when we would come into school, I would go in the book room and I began to take the older texts because the newer texts I saw were depleting history. They were changing math. There was no longer budgeting and balancing a checkbook and understanding the stock market and things like that. Things that, that and, when I was still going to school, now I, I also went to school in New York State, in Long Island, as a youngster, then in a small town upstate for high school, uh, way upstate, not far from Rochester, near Lake Ontario, and oh, that's I, I never, I never paid attention. You know, back then, school was still school, and and you did really have to learn English and mathematics and history. When did it all begin to change? Because I'm, I'm class of '72 in terms of high school. And I do remember an English teacher made a very profound statement. He was a young guy whose politics nobody ever quite knew. But he would challenge your thinking and say, believe what you want to believe, but get the facts to back it up and be able to stand up for what you believe. In other words, just don't parrot somebody else. And and he had a great influence on my life. But he made a statement toward the end of the school year, my senior year. He said, this may be the last class where the academic standards were rising. He said, I predict the day's going to come when the standards will start falling and people will be, well, less knowledgeable about the world around them and finding nothing but entertainment instead of news. He was right. He absolutely was right, and I believe that that was the beginning of affirmative action. And I remember in the 80s, I walked into the book room and I could no longer find the books from the 60s. Everything had been changed. Everything had a psychological background, a psychological flavor. And people uh, were no longer learning facts. They were learning values. 
and that began in the late 80s. And when that happened and I couldn't find the old books, I said, I can't teach anymore because I'm not teaching anything that's relevant. And right now, you're absolutely right. The standards have been so reduced that we are, I believe, now we are living the results of the affirmative action graduates. They can hardly put a sentence together. They have no common sense. They have no logic reason. And heaven forbid, they, you ask them a, a question beyond their talking point, and they are give you a blank stare because they have nothing behind it. And this was, I did not realize that this was the deliberate dumbing down of America until I met a wonderful woman by the name of Charlotte Iserby. And Charlotte was the senior policy analyst for Ronald Reagan. Mm -hmm. And her job was supposed to take down the Federal Department of Education because we are not supposed to have one. Uh, the Federal Amen Department on of that. You know, all they were supposed to do was make sure that each state got allocated the right amount of money and was teaching a solid American curricula. That was their only task. Um, Obama changed that. And, um, but what happened with Charlotte was she b began to take down the Department of Education. And one day she was, she said, you know, she was supposed to uh, destroy paperwork and books and things like that so that they wouldn't have any uh, reference and, you know, close, she was closing departments and she stumbled upon this locked room and she went into it and began to see that this was a deliberate dumbing down of America. And I couldn't believe what she was saying. Of course, she has all the proof, and anybody can go and find it. Unfortunately, she passed away, but her son, bless him, uh, has kept up her website called Deliberate Dumbing Down, and all of her source documents and materials are there, including her book, which is called The Deliberate Dumbing Down of America. And the reason why... Um, we began to hear things like level the playing field. When, you, when I heard that the first time, it's like, oh, isn't that wonderful? We're going to level the playing field and all the countries are going to be like America and they'll all be smart and everybody will... No, we're going to make us like the third world countries and take exactly. us down to their level. Exactly. And that's what's going on today. And that's why the borders are open. The borders are open because the globalists don't believe in countries. No. Uh, they believe in this one world government and they must destroy America because America can't be a role model for other countries to say, oh, I want air conditioning. I want a car. I want, where's my house? So mm -hmm. they have to make Americans as dumb as the rest of the world. And this is what's going on. Um, as far as the borders being open, they don't revere America, so everything that they do will be under the one world government controlled by the United Nations, and we'll all be flying the United Nations flag, singing the United Nations national anthem, and everybody will be the same and have the same thing. Now, in order for that to happen, you will have nothing and be happy. Yeah, sounds so like I Klaus Schwab to me. This is exactly what it was. And this really started, everybody thinks that Henry Kissinger was such a great guy. He was not. 
No. Henry Kissinger got together with David Rockefeller and Brezhnev, and they formed the trilateral. <laughs> so um, this is where all of this globalism started. They felt that they were smarter and better and made more money and were the elite, and that, that the elite should come together and rule the world in a one-world government. Well, in order for that to happen and everybody to have the same thing, Everybody has to have nothing. The government has to control everything. And then they will dole out little pieces to the boys and girls that are good. And uh, if we allow these policies to continue, which we have, because unfortunately the gaslighting, the uh, propaganda, the, um, the twisting of the heads of the kids, they think it's great. Although, until recently, um, I've been very, very pleased to see what's going on in the rest of the world because they're picking up the idea, wait a minute, I want my country to be good. I want my country. Where's my traditions? Where are my values? Mm -hmm. Where am I? Uh, you know, I want that in my country. And that's wonderful because if your house is strong, as we know, if your house is built on sand, it'll collapse. If your house is built on concrete then you can go and help somebody else because your house will still be standing. So the idea of a strong country would enable America, people who are strong, people who are successful, have no problem sharing with others and no. teaching them to be successful. That's the whole goal and the whole concept. And that was changed in school. Um, in 1989, a woman by the name of Shirley McCune from the McReel Foundation, this is the uh, education think tank, went to the governor's conference and Bill Clinton was the head of the governor's conference and George Bush 41 was the president at that time. And she said, we will transform learning. Uh, in school. There will be no more individualism. We will focus on collectivism. There will be no more education. There will be training for the job. Mm -hmm. And uh, facts will not be important. We will be working and instituting values. Huh? Yeah. That has nothing to do with education. No, it doesn't. But yet, this is what they picked up. And the Bush cartel... Um, got together and created No Child Left Behind, mm -hmm. which meant that anybody, whether you could read, not read, math, not do math, you graduated. So they and say, I'm, oh, I'm, we I'm have 90% seeing... graduation oh, rates. <laughs> my wife and I, we have a home uh, down in, in Florida, and we, spent a, we used to spend a lot of our time there. And, and I don't mind calling the district out. Port St. Lucie is the town we lived in, and the St. Lucie County School District has got to be among the worst in the state of Florida. And here's why I say that. I know of two children that graduated high school that are dumber than rocks when it comes to anything that somebody should know by the fifth grade. But they got to parade around with their ribbons like their honor students at a graduation, and they can barely read and write. They have no common sense. They believe that two plus three could equal 17 if you want to believe that. And that's okay. This is what our schools are teaching. Now, now something you said, and I, you don't have to comment on this, but I know my audience will pick up on it right away. 
you talked about the one world government, and I really believe it's even deeper and more sinister than just the one world government. It eventually brings us to a one world religion as well, which is nothing but recycled paganism. And and when you look at the causes du jour of the extreme left, they're, they're nothing but old pagan rituals from infant sacrifice uh, all, all the way to changing genders. All of this has its roots in old Babylonian paganism, and people don't see it. Of course, when you, as you pointed out, when you're not educating people and you're indoctrinating them and they can't think, they'll believe anything that they're told. Well, we've ta- yes, we've taken away their destiny and we have given them a new God called government. And they think their rights come from the government. So they are perfectly happy to have nothing because that's what the government will take care of them. The government will do, the government will be. And therefore, whatever the government says, well, when you take away a person's destiny, every person is really addicted to something. Yes. Uh, you can have a good addiction, you could have a bad addiction, but you are, you are driven by something. And because you uh, do that over and over again, it becomes your addiction, which is fine. Many, many people are addicted to their family, to work, to good ethics, things like that. But when you take that all away, you still have to fill the hole. So we go back to the Roman times, uh, give them the Colosseum. So what are we doing? We're giving them the Colosseum. We're yeah, the bread and circuses. Exactly. We're replacing it with trannies and drugs and alcohol and things like that because there's nothing, nothing to drive them. Nobody's going in their garage and creating a widget that's the best in the world no. and will change the world. And that's taken away. So look, it's, it's so sad. And we, you're absolutely right. It was when they took God out of school and, uh, and refused to do the pledge. Why yeah. don't we do the pledge? Because we're two things. We're pledging to God. First of all, that's impossible. And second of all, we're claiming that America is a republic and they want America to be a democracy. Mm-hmm. So if we're constantly pledging to a republic, we can't be a democracy. So the pledge had to go. Um, They have put together a program and have decided that, mm, what are we, 8 billion people on planet Earth are really too much for us to control. Yeah, and if you go, remember the the Georgia Guidestones, when you said that, um, it stated on there that the population to be, and here's the magic word, sustainable, we've heard that one a thousand times. Exactly. It needs to be 500 million people to be sustainable. That means only one in 13 of us are allowed to live. Yes, and that has nothing to do with the fact that we won't have enough food because we have plenty of food. The fact of what they're doing is they're creating food shortages with their insane regulations. And... They are going, every program that they have instituted from abortion to um, uh, greening whatever garbage, freezing in the winter and sweating in the summer, all of these disease pandemics, all of these were 
war to reduce the population. Absolutely. Uh, this way, they could get control of a smaller group of people. And now with AI, they realize they even need less of us. So they have a goal of living forever, and they will try to do that using AI and... Transhumanism. And, and, and if you exactly. go to the right-hand man of... Um, yeah. of of Klaus Schwab is a guy by the name of Yuval Noah Harari. And and this this guy is probably one of the most dangerous people on the face of planet Earth in what is he's espousing and governments are buying. The idea that, you know, we, we, we can build in our cloud, not the cloud where God is, but our own cloud. And and we can live forever in the world of AI. In other words, we can take our humanism and put it into an everlasting, eternal machine and just keep upgrading the hardware as we move our consciousness from machine to machine. And I listened to him give a speech and, and people are just applauding and buying it and believing it. This is their promise of eternal life being a machine. And right. it's a scary and thought. It is, certainly is. And they're doing this in China. And what happened a couple of weeks ago, they had a, a $40,000 a plate dinner. Can you mm-hmm. imagine how many people that could feed? Yes. But a $40,000 a plate dinner. In San Francisco. In San Francisco, They actually yes. cleaned up all the garbage and poop on the streets in time for the king of China to come over, you know, to, to visit. Notice they won't do it for their own citizens, but they'll do it for one of the elite chosen few, which is Z of China. Right, and that is our citizens' fault. When people say to me, Karen, how did we get here? What, what is going on? I say, look in the mirror. What have you done? Because by sitting back and voting and constantly um, buying into their garbage when you know that it's wrong, I mean, think about this, carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is 0.03% of the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And, e- and, even at, and even at four-tenths of 1% is, would be considered a normal, I mean, we know historically that... CO2 was at vastly higher levels than it is today. We are on the lowest ebb of CO2 in in mega thousands why. of years. Think why? Why? Why why did they pick on CO2? Because CO2 is necessary for life. Plant Without life. CO2, there is no life because there's no food. You know when no when when CO2 population when, when CO2 drops below point zero three percent plant life will die it will not be it it can't grow it'll become puny little plants yeah i hate to use the word sustainable (laughs) but but their idea of sustainability is to make everything we need unsustainable and then you are sustained on the artificial stuff that they create in the laboratory that they have full control you know think about during the pandemic And we have a break coming up in just a moment, but I want you to kind of address this. It just happened across my mind. During the pandemic, early on, Gretchen Whitmer up in uh, Michigan, when they were allowing people to go in limited numbers and short times with their face diapering and everything else into the stores, if you went to a Home Depot or a Lowe's or any of those kind of stores that happened to have gardening supplies, 
you were forbidden to buy gardening supplies in March and April to plant your own food because somehow that was going to be dangerous for the coronavirus, which made no sense. But you can buy everything else but gardening supplies. That shows how much of a witch Gretchen Whitmer, now along with her partner in New York, Kathy Hochul, actually are. I mean, to deny people the ability to grow food during a pandemic and wanting you to rely on Walmart as your only source of groceries or the ones that they deem are allowed to be open. What do you do? You, how much was the pandemic used, in your opinion? Oh, they loved the pandemic, and I think they're looking to get another one so that they can screw up the next election, the 2024 election. But I go back, I always go back to their goals. They have two goals, uh, aside from money, power, and control. They have two main goals, and that is the elimination of private property and depopulation. So if you tell people they can't grow food, then you will be eliminating their food source and then you can claim there's food shortages and then they will be forced to eat and and i caution your audience next time you go to the supermarket don't pick up that package uh that you always buy without reading it first and see if it has bioengineered products in it or crickets or crickets (laughs) let them eat bugs (laughs) so Um, By saying people could not garden, you were eliminating their food supply and forcing them to buy this garbage. Also, uh, who were their big donors? The little guy is not going to donate to somebody who's going to kill them, and they're certainly not going to donate millions of dollars. So they pushed everything into the big box stores because that was their donors, and that's all they care about. They wanted downtown to close. They wanted those um, uh, commercial buildings to fail. Why did they want them to fail? Well, they're bringing in all of these illegals, they have to have some place to put them. And Biden, I think it was three weeks ago, part of the infrastructure bill that nobody read was a section that said that $35 billion will go to any uh, landlord that owns commercial building if they will convert it into residential apartments. Well, I can tell by the music in the background, Karen, that we We need to take a short break, and I want you to stick around and come back and join me on the other side to pick up right where you're leaving off, because I have a feeling, I think I know exactly where you're heading, and some of our audience may as well. Once again, my guest today on the program is Karen Schoen. She is a patriot, talk show host, marketing consultant, journalist, advocate, and also a citizen lobbyist and public speaker. And we'll get back to Karen in just a moment. And I want to thank listeners that make suggestions of people that I should reach out to interview. Not not many of them, some do not always respond, but Karen did, and I'm thankful. And I'm thankful to have her on the program today. As I said at the beginning of the program, maybe you're just joining in if you're listening on radio. This has been a busy, busy week, and if you're hearing the program, that means things are going pretty much according to plan. I had surgery on Tuesday of this program is airing this pre-recorded program, then that means that I'm home recuperating and I'll be giving you an update pretty soon. 
But I want to thank all of you that have been praying for me as we battle bladder cancer. So far, the prognosis has been good. This has been going on for a while, and we're getting things ready for after the first of the year, where I'll be going going through immunotherapy to trigger the body's immune response to kill off this cancer. Now, the good news is the last lab report showed the cancer still thoroughly contained in the bladder, which makes me an excellent candidate for this treatment that I'm about to undergo. I'm not sure how it's going to affect the radio program or even my church ministry, but just keep me in prayer. I know that once a week for six weeks, I'll be treated, and I'm not sure what the impact is going to be. They say the impact should be minimal, but we do have a bit of travel involved to get to Uh, this immunotherapy and then back home and then everything that we have to do during the course of a week. So your prayers are welcome and they are, well, I thank each and every one that has prayed for me each step of the way. Now, if you believe in the mission and ministry of this radio program, could we hear from you sometime soon? The radio airtime can be costly, but I am free. I'm not making a living out of doing a radio program. I give my time. And what you do in supporting keeps it on the air and growing. Even more stations and hopefully even more delivery platforms. Working on several in the background right now. If you believe in what we're doing, visit the website truththenumber2ponder.com truththenumber2ponder.com or make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319, or use the website, truththenumber2ponder.com and simply look for the support tab. Once again, P.O. Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, 24319. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. 18.5 miles per second. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Well, maybe you're afraid of change or stepping out or breaking out of your comfort zone, your routine, your old habits, stepping out in God and the Great Commission and moving ahead to new things. Well, you know what? We've got a secret. You're already changing. You're already on an amazing journey. Can you imagine an object traveling 18 and a half miles every second? That's about 200 miles every 10 seconds. And that's about 11,000 miles every minute. That's about 666, pardon the number, thousand miles per hour. Well, the fact is, you're the object traveling that fast. You're traveling 18 and a half miles every second, 200 miles every 10 seconds, a half a million miles every hour. Can you imagine? You see, the earth is traveling that fast and you're on the earth. And right now you've already traveled since we started speaking several hundred miles from where you were when I started this message. <laughs> Whoa, you're really going places, my friend. It's amazing. You don't even get nauseous. I mean, well, you know, it's amazing. We don't have to hold on to the railings. And we're afraid of making a, a little change, stepping out, breaking out of the rut, stepping out of your house or your comfort zone and taking a risk, sharing the gospel with that stranger, doing a new thing in God. Come on, you got nothing to lose. Step out in faith, step out in courage, take the risk, my friend, break out of the rut. 
Do God's will. Take that risk. Do what you have to do. Perform that courageous act of righteousness. Make that change you know you have to make. Live all out. Don't worry about leaving your comfort zone. You've already left your comfort zone about 10,000 miles back since I started this message with you. Live all out because you're already moving away from your comfort zone at 18.5 miles per second. Want more? Ask for the dance of the heavenly circles on CD. Now imagine being plugged into a special line let you in on future events, news behind the news, biblical prophecy, updates on Israel. What you need to know is an end time believer plus teachings and strength for every day of your week. You can and also get the incredible mystery of the temple doors on CD all free. How do you get it? Easy. Just remember Jesus, real Hebrew name, Yeshua, you dial it. So to receive your free gifts, just call now. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. Now you might need to join me to reach the unreached peoples of the world in the most incredible way from Moscow to Madagascar, even to Jerusalem. How? Through Shorewave Radio, it's the farthest way you'll, your life will ever impact the world. It's amazing for the gospel. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct at the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's the Nice Jewish Boy. It's Box 1111. It's Lodi, New Jersey. It's 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah. Get moving, my friend, in Messiah. Roeha Tov, the Good Shepherd. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Thursday. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. What a busy week this has been. And I want to thank those that have been on the program this week, those that like like our friend Jim Calhoun that stepped up to the plate yesterday because I needed to be away having surgery. So I'm, I'm appreciative of all those that help out. And I'm also appreciative of all you that listen, write, contact, and let me know how you listen. Once again, I want to remind you that we've been on shortwave radio now for over three years. And adding another station has been a a huge step, but I think it's really paying off by the number of new responses we are receiving and, and the fact that many of you are being so generous with your support. So I just want to stop right here for a moment to say a big thank you. There's a lot going on in the background, and And I'll share more on some of the things happening tomorrow. Now, my guest today is Karen Schoen. And Karen does her own podcast. And uh, it's somebody I'd like you to get to know better and and find out more about. And and I'm just thrilled to have the, the opportunity of sharing my microphone and my stage with those that are out there doing this kind of work. Oftentimes, you know, there there are many of us out here, we're not on the big stations. We don't have the $35 million a year paycheck. We don't have a big television and cable platform. And of course, we're not bought and paid for either, which needs to be understood. There are many of us out here, just small groups doing our thing and, and just trying to help you understand the dangers that we face in the world we thought we knew. Our schools are no longer safe places. Our cities, and by the way, Karen, as you come back, and I welcome you back to the program, you were talking 
about the money that the Biden administration wants to spend in in our cities to convert many of the commercial properties that people are abandoning and the value of the of the of those properties are dropping as people can no longer afford to live there you're right it's the black rocks of this world that'll buy up this property on the cheap convert it on government money and make a nice profit renting it out and being the masters and controllers of the and you were getting ready to say it i'm sure the 15 minute city so the 15-minute city, explain that to the audience that may have never heard of that expression before. Well, they probably didn't hear about it because it was called something else. <laughs> That's the other thing that this crowd does. The minute we learn about something like smart cities or resilient cities or uh, sustainable developments, and the minute we go, oh, this is what it really is, they change the name. So the new name is now the 15-minute city. The concept of a 15-minute city is that everything will be in a 15-minute walking distance. Therefore, you won't need a car. Uh, You'll get on your public transportation. Or you can have that little electric go-kart that'll get you around uh, just for about 30 or 40 minutes. Only if you can charge it, because you won't have the electricity that we have today either. If we go and take a gander at the Middle East, uh, they only have electricity in Lebanon, for example, for 12 hours a day. So for the rest of the time, they have no electricity. So if we knew our history, we would be able to say, where did I hear about this before? And I would be able to say, oh, I remember what they were. They were called ghettos. And a ghetto is a a self-imposed area where you are self-contained, where you must live. Now, how are they going to get us in there? Well, they're going to scare us, of course. They are going to tell us that it's for the greater good, because if we don't live in a smart city, we will destroy the planet because we have too much greenhouse gases, and this Mm -hmm. way they can Mm -hmm. control the greenhouse gases. All of that is a lie, because what these really are are self-imposed prisons. Now, it was difficult for them to have these self-imposed prisons during World War II. Of course, they also called them concentration camps. Um, And if they called them concentration camps, I don't think anybody would want to live there. So they have to give it a warm, fuzzy name, which is the 15-minute city. But they didn't have the technology, and uh, they only had a partial technology. My relatives, I'm Jewish, my relatives were, um, some of them had uh, tattooed numbers on their arms, and I asked them when I was a child what that was from, and they said, well, that's what they called us. So you no longer will be a person, you will be a number. And I don't know how many people remember or realize that it was IBM that created the system that controlled the Jews in the concentration camps with their numbers. So that's a little tidbit because we are being led to lie. We are being told so many lies that uh, we don't realize what many of these people have done 
and corporations have done in the past. So what is their con game? Well, they, these will be healthy cities. You'll have the right balance. You'll be able to ride your bicycle. Won't You said you lived in Florida. Won't that be fun in Florida when it's 105 heat and you get to ride in your bicycle? Uh, Granny will have a great time going to the supermarket. Oh, no, she won't have to go to the supermarket because her food would be delivered. That's right. Um, so Jeff Bezos will make sure of that. Exactly. And it's for the good of the society, for the betterment of the community, for the betterment of the environment. And, of course, it'll be less stress for you. So, therefore, you don't have to own anything and you will be happy. And how are they going to control us? Well, they're going to control us if we look at their favorite, their fave is communist China. How are they controlling their people? They are controlling them by giving them uh, smart, actually they're a smart card, but it's their social credits and their social credits get loaded on a card. Now most people think that the CBDC, which is the central bank digital currency, it's just like my credit card. I can use it when I want. No, you can't. First of all, it's loaded and controlled by the government. So if you and I are having this conversation, they're listening and they're going to say, Karen and Bob, look at what they were talking about. They were talking about bad things about the government. We're going to have to deduct their credits. So the next time you go someplace and you want to get on a bus or you want to buy something, you're going to find out. Oh, wait a minute, I don't have any credits. What happened to my credits? Well, I was talking bad about the government. And if you don't think, and look, if people don't think it is possible, just look north of the United States border into our neighbor, Canada. What did the little man-child Justin Trudeau do to his people that dared protest his mandates on the vaccine? He cut off their bank accounts. See, we're already getting used to the idea of a digital currency in our regular banking on a day-to-day basis. And so it's going to be an easy transition because we've all been moved to the credit card, debit card concept. But then they're going to say, you know, some of this banking and and, and the bad actors make it all so insecure. So we need a a lockbox kind of thing, you know, the digital currency that we can control and and keep the bad actors out and and we'll just buy it today's young people this generation of young people will do anything they're told to do if their phone says to do it my iphone said i need to have this digital currency or my whatever phone they will just buy into it with not without even asking a question and there lies the greatest danger You talked about it in the first segment. The dumbing down of our children in our education system was absolutely by design. Phyllis Schlafly, many years ago, back in the late 80s and early 90s, called it the school-to-work program. In other words, we'll indoctrinate you and then plug you into your job. That, That was the goal back then, and people laughed it off. They're not laughing today. Look at it now. We have... We have somebody was a college student was asked the question the other day. So what is a quarter century? And she did not know how long a quarter century was. No idea. Didn't even know how long, how many years a decade was. They don't get it. They're not learning it. But they know what their iPhone and their indoctrinator tells them. And they're up 
to speed on every sexual perversion that is out there and think it all should be considered normal. This is the generation that we are now raising. And sadly, you and I are both baby boomers. Uh, These are the ones that are going to be caring for us, which is even scarier. Well, the other thing is there's a solution, and that solution is you must get your kids out of these indoctrination clinics masquerading as public schools. Your children are learning nothing except to hate you, to hate God, and hate country. And nothing is more, you can see it, it's in your face. So if you think, oh, I can't teach my kid because I wasn't a teacher, I don't know what to do, there's plenty of information out there. You can also go to um, the group that I work with, which is the Florida Citizens Alliance. They have a wonderful program called the Micro School. You can join a micro Mm -hmm. school and become partners with other parents who are home educating their children and their children interact with each other. And it is also, don't let them lie to you, it is also a proven fact that those students that go through homeschool are 30% smarter than those that are sitting there absorbing all of this garbage and learning which pronoun instead of how to compute a math program. I just read in the state of New Jersey where I used to live, they have lowered the standards for education for teaching certification. Lowered the standards for teaching certification. Because these teachers are now a product of the same indoctrination system that's just getting worse and worse. You know, you probably didn't realize you gave me a great opening here to share something very quick. It's one of the projects that I work on in the other side of what I do in my in my life's calling. I'm working with people right now to develop an online education program for those who would like to have their children exposed to a more classical, you know, education based upon Christian values. And 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 not that I'm trying to say the one we're developing will be the only one or the biggest or best. I really believe we need not hundreds, but thousands of similar efforts around the country. It's hard to go after multiple targets than it is one big one. And so what you're talking about, yes, you need to look at all the alternatives around you. And even if you're in a small church, you can look into even the small things you can do to assist the homeschool or micro school effort. And those churches that say they can't afford it, well, then you shouldn't be in business. Go somewhere else, shut her down. There's no sense if you cannot meet the need of your community, if it's all self-centered inside of your four walls to entertain yourself till Jesus comes, you're not being the church. The church was out there facing the world. It's time that the Christians do the same. Now, before we run out of any time today, because we're going to, you know, time has a bad habit of getting away on this program. Karen, is there anything that I'm missing, anything that you would really like to share? And then before we finish up to have people be able to connect with what you do. Uh, First of all, yes, thank you so much. Please uh, 
visit my radio show, which is called The Prism of America's Education, because everything goes through a prison, prism, and I believe everything is connected. You may be right. There could be a prison involved. I mean, that was was a Freudian slip, and it's true. Yes. Um, I believe that everything we're doing is connected. Everything is, there's nothing that's happening that's random. Everything has a plan. All plans are based on lies, and it's up to us to call out those lies. And if we don't get our people involved and use this next election to have, I mean, Donald Trump may not be your fave, but the alternative is prison. So you may think, oh, he's not a great guy and I don't like what he says. Okay, sometimes I don't like what he says either, but I do know my life was better when he was around. If we continue on the path that we're going, our children, us, will have no life. We will be bobbleheads, only capable of saying, yes, master, yes, master, yes, master, what can I give you? And if we don't fight back, uh, we have to challenge these people. When they make a statement, you have to say, where does that come from? When somebody, somebody called me a racist, I always say, give me an example. When did I do that? Uh, the, the, they don't or, have an answer. Uh, they have no answer. Trump is a fascist. Okay, what's a fascist? Uh, 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 make them define the words that they're using because they can't. And eventually, you're not going to capture everybody, but you may get one or two or three that'll say, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. Why am I doing that? Uh, Why am I saying that when I don't really know what it is? You might get some of those people, but it's our job right now to overwhelm this election with the right people, which means that you have to vet your candidates, put your candidate, put your legislator on speed dial, and when they say something stupid, call them out. When they say something brilliant, thank them. They work for you, and we have forgotten that. Um, Our elections are a mess. They are a mess by design because the only way the left can win is by cheating, and that's up to us. I know in the state, you said you had a house in Florida. I don't know where you vote, but in the state of Florida, it's a law that you must be a citizen in order to vote, but nobody checks citizenship. So I can just go in and register, and the question is, are you a citizen? I can check off yes, and they'll say, we see your driver's license. Well, it doesn't say citizen on my driver's license. So now we are going to have tons of illegals who will be voting as well. We have one, I believe, this is our last chance before we will sink into an abyss of some of the worst things that we can ever possibly imagine, like the police tasing a 92-year-old grandma because she was standing in the wrong place at the wrong time. The, the police, our FBI, going after pastors because they were praying outside of an abortion clinic. This is a sick society, and we have to recognize that, and we are not. So my question is always, is America worth saving? And if America is worth saving, what are you going to do about it? Because it's up to us. 
it's not up to anybody else. There isn't going to be any Superman coming in to save Gotham, uh, Batman to save Gotham City. It's not going to happen. It's up to us, and it starts local in our community. We cannot let these intrusive government policies even get a foothold. Throw the bums out, my father used to say all the time. Throw the bums out. We have to stop electing people because they look pretty. And that's not a reason that they should be governing. Uh, My show is on the America Out Loud Talk radio network. So it's americaoutloud.news. Yeah, americaoutloud.news. I can be found at karenbshown.com. And that's where all of my articles that I uh, print in many different publications and my podcasts are located. And I want to thank you so much for what you're doing because it is wonderful to be working with a group of people that love America, love God, love country, and love their family and don't care what pronouns they use. Well, my guest today has been Karen Schoen. And I want to thank you, Karen, for being on Truth to Ponder today. And I want to take time to also thank all of my listeners that have been supporting this program. Some of you have been around literally from the very beginning in 2020, when we launched at the end of August of 2020. I remember when the program began. And I need to tell you this quick story. There's a friend of mine. He lives part of the time in Florida and part of the time in Pennsylvania. He and I were talking. I had shared the idea of doing a program like this. And he goes, hey, Bob, you ought to do it on shortwave. And I said, well, I I don't have the money personally to do it, to get it started. And he said, what do you think it would take to get you on the air for a month or two or three? And I told him. And he said, good, the check's in the mail. And so I went ahead and got started, knowing that the first few months were covered. He made the investment. And on the air, the program went the last day of August in 2020. And I figured the program would have a lot of information to share about the pandemic and the upcoming election in 2020. I was telling people back then, do not feel confident in this election. A lot of people were going, oh, Trump can't lose. It's He's got it in the bag. Look at Slow Joe. You heard it all before. And I said, I've got a bad feeling. Don't take anything for granted. And the show launched, and by the time the initial investment had run out, you were there to keep us on the air. We finished out 2020, then 2021, then 2022. And in just a matter of three weeks, we're going to finish out 2023 and start another year, the fourth anniversary of the pandemic. And it's only because of your faithfulness in keeping this program on the air. We have opportunity for more airtime, and I plan on using it if it becomes available, and even other platforms. Would you consider supporting us today, maybe for the first time? Visit our website, truth2ponder.com. Truth2ponder.com. We don't have a big donate that now button, so you're going to have to look on the menu for support. If you go there, you can find the ways to support us using Give Send Go, a Christian online organization, or if you prefer, 
Make a check or money order payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia, the zip code 24319. Once again, Ancient Word Radio, Post Office Box 510, Chilhowie, Virginia, zip code 24319. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.